And we're back for the Stripe Show podcast, happy hour edition. It is Friday. It's about that time, 2.50 p.m. The beers are flowing. It is Samantha Marks coming at you live from Lookout Mountain. Travis Fulton is off today. He's in the cliffs in the mountains of South Carolina hosting a members camp for instruction. So he's living his best life up there. I've been to the cliffs many times. It is an incredible place. Seven golf courses all around the lake in the mountains in South Carolina. So he is doing great up there, having a good time, sending lots of photos. Definitely check it out on Instagram at travisfultongolf.com. But I'm Samantha Marks. You know me. Every Friday we're here, and I am with my dear friend, Alexandra O'Loughlin. You know her. You love her. Golf Channel correspondent. Pretty, tall, blonde, everything we love in a woman. And she's right here with me. Alex, what's up? Oh, I'm just loving that uh, (laughs) description. (laughs) I like to hype up my friends. All right, so here's the deal. We are in Lookout Mountain. We don't really know if you gave us a map where we are. Well, okay, so the good part of where we are, two hours from Atlanta, which is where we just came from, two hours from Nashville, and two hours from Knoxville. So we're somewhere in between those, and 30 minutes from Chattanooga. Which is our next stop. So, yes. All right. So <laughs> why? you put all of that together, we know where we are. Right. So why are we on this road trip? Well, Alexandra, she used to live in Orlando with the Golf Channel, and then the Golf Channel's moving. So you decided on Nashville. Why did you decide on Nashville? Luckily, I cover events. I am excited to choose where I want to live, which I decided on Nashville based on not too many things other than this is a new city I'm excited to live in, and... It's a good airport, which I'll <laughs> I'll still be traveling a ton. So um, airport is key, and I'm looking forward to just a new experience. Found a cool apartment, so you were excited about that? Oh, yeah. Loft living is a key requirement and good golf, and Nashville has, has both of those. <laughs> so we left on, when did we leave? Wednesday? Yeah, so this has been a, a pretty jam-packed, quick trip, um, but we're getting in as many courses as we can since uh, Wednesday afternoon, right after the movers left my my place. <laughs> yeah, the movers left her place in Orlando. She came and scooped me up, packed the car, grabbed the golf clubs, and I told her I was only going if we played golf along the way. So she set all that up, and we just finished up at Macklemore Golf Club in Lookout Mountain, Georgia, and had the most amazing time. We both played pretty well, too. Played well. We're still wearing our golf shoes at the moment. <laughs> yeah, no, we came off the golf course directly to record this episode for you guys. So tell us a little bit about our drive up here and the course today. How did you like it? What Sam and I did is we put out a request for best golf courses, where what we should check out um, along the way from Orlando to Nashville. And there were a few courses that were repeated in the dms and macklemore was one of them and it's pretty obvious why it's incredible views the drive is pretty easy fun golf too and you feel like you're at a golf retreat so it's nice that you're not just like stopping off the freeway um so it's a nice little tucked away spot where we could meet some cool people hit some good shots and yeah, <laughs> yeah we, enjoy the day. We had an awesome time. We got here last night on Thursday night and they gave us, you know, a house. They usually have stay and play programs. That's so it it is members. It's membership based, but they have stay and play programs where you can come, you know, have a boys weekend, which we saw several of those out there today. 
or you can obviously be a member and live in this area or vacation here. So we were obviously just here for one day, had a great night in a house on number 14 fairway, which was super awesome to wake up to chilly morning, woke up and it was 38 degrees, um, warmed up quick though, got swinging out there and we had such a great time. Just the two of us hitting a bunch of golf shots. We don't like to take golf too seriously. So we, we don't take it seriously, but we like to keep score. And we were yep. saying how, you know, there is a way to have a balance between, you know, all of those things. And I think we are like a great mix of it all. Yeah. I was actually telling somebody yesterday, my, my parents that, it was fun playing. This is the first time we ever played golf together, by the way. So this trip, and I was saying that it was fun playing with you because you root for good shots. And like, we're just out there kind of messing around, encouraging, which is very rare. You know, we both play competitive golf. You're out there with your friends, but when you step on the first tee, you act like you don't even know them. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was, it was really nice. We just kind of messed around, you know, we would always play our first ball, but if we hit a bad one, drop one, hit another one. Just kind that. of just kind of out there to for the experience, not as much um, to grind out <laughs> a good score. Although we both did play pretty well. So after this, we are headed to. Yeah, so we're gonna go play Sweetens Cove this afternoon, which is uh, one of the nine hole gems that is it in Georgia or is it in Tennessee? We keep coming across this where we're kind of on the border, so I have no idea, <laughs> which we might have maybe should have looked and at. And their slogan is, if you know, you know, and we apparently don't know much. So, uh, but that's the <laughs> exciting part is you want to go into a course sometimes where you can experience it and learn about it as you're going. And that is completely the opposite of my job because I normally go into uh, an interview or a golf course or a tournament with so much research and knowledge in my head about it. And when I'm playing somewhere like this, I want to take it step by step and get to know uh, the golf course and the architects and, and learn about it through the experience. Yeah. So speaking about that, uh, we went toward Macklemore's clubhouse. They're kind of in the infantry stages of kind of everything developing. So the golf course is pretty much fully developed, like Kyle was saying, one of the mem one of the so uh, head assistant pros that we played with today was saying that apart from you know some landscaping work they're pretty much done with the course but the clubhouse the outside is completed they're finishing the inside they're finishing some patio stuff they have an awesome six hole short course that we played last night where everything was between what was it thirty and ninety yards yeah um, so that was fun and then. But as far as the clubhouse and stuff, I mean, this place is going to be sick really quick. It's going to look really good. Back in 2017, Reese Jones, Bill Bergen, they came in, they redesigned the course, and that's when things started picking up around here, and they're building these new houses. So, yeah, it won't be long before it's it's fully put together, but it's cool to be here now and experience it. Yeah, we can't wait to come back, and it was uh, it was definitely a fun round of golf, fun people. Everybody we met was super nice. You could tell there were some uh, some boys' golf trips happening in front of us. Yes, you know, I love that. The music was blasting. The beer was flowing, which we love to see that. Um, <laughs> you, you did order a margarita, and I don't think margaritas are a huge hit in the okay, south. <laughs> so we were at the turn, and Kyle, this assistant pro that we played with, we got hooked up with here, he said, yeah, just get whatever you want at the turn. So, of course, we get this pimento cheese sandwich, which, by the way. I, I asked Sam, 
because this was actually my first pimento cheese sandwich. I've I've covered the Masters, and for some reason, I don't know about the texture, I, I didn't try it, even though you're supposed to. And I said, Sam, where all have you had a pimento cheese sandwich? And you've had it in three places. Yep, I've had it at Augusta, like you as well. I've had the Trader Joe's pimento cheese, which is very good. Mostly eat that on crackers, though. And then I had the sandwich here. And I'm not going to go out on a limb and say it was better than Augusta, because. <laughs> but here's the thing. So Augusta's sandwich is literally white bread and pimento cheese. This sandwich it's was... It's not toasted, is it? No. Okay. So this sandwich was white bread, lettuce, tomato, bacon. Bacon was a hit. And pimento cheese. And then it was panini pressed. It was it was so good. It was so good. Although I my one downside was maybe it was a little of a messy choice for the golf course. We had, you know, I now have a cheese stain on my pants and it's a whole thing. But it was really good and... um bottom line is I ordered a margarita and the girls in the halfway house looked at me like nobody's ever ordered that before. Yeah, no, nobody orders a margarita. But it was here. on the menu in my defense. So <laughs> I am a tequila gal at heart. Um, she said, do you want salt on the rim? I said, is the Pope Catholic? And then we got there we our go. margarita and it was great. Yeah, but we just had a great time here heading to Sweeten's tonight, which we think is about an hour from here. And I've heard Kyle said it was on the other side of the mountain. So we're going to go, I think out the other way. Yeah. Maybe stopping at a taco place that Alex doesn't know the name of. So if you were listening to this <laughs> and you know of a good taco place in Chattanooga, Alex has been, and she doesn't remember the name. Which- I, I went on my last road trip, which was when I was moving to Orlando from Chicago and it had incredible views it was this tiny little taco stand. Not a stand. It, it was it was a building, I guess. <laughs> like but, a shack, maybe? <laughs> but it, it was, like, very modest. And they were the best tacos I've ever had. <laughs> okay, so I know we're not talking in timeline order, literally at all. But we need to talk about our night last night. So we leave here and we go to this pizza place. Yeah. And there, we, there's not much around here. There's not much around here. And we were like, okay, we got to get some food. Didn't know where to go. Go to this pizza place. But I think when we ordered it, it was ready too soon. So then we got there and it was cold. Basically, I learned Sam doesn't like cold pizza. So I took her back to the house, turned on the oven, heated that up. But you're missing a very important part of the story. <laughs> this is the part that just we forget about. You're missing the very important part of the story. We went to the Dollar General, which I guess is where people get their groceries in this town because that place was hopping at 10 o'clock at night yeah, it on was. a Thursday. So we go in there and it's like, I mean, there's everything, every snack you can imagine. Got some breakfast sandwiches for the morning. I mean, that place, you could have put on music in there and had a party. That place was popping. It's and then true. we get home, but you're right. The oven move was a good move. The pizza was very good um, once we heated it up. <laughs> we got some uh, homemade whoopie pies, which were great. Oh, those um, were homemade? Yeah. It was okay. like the wrapped in the um, thing from the pizza place. So, nice. So, yeah, excited about this taco place, if we can find it. And then Sweetens Cove. And then tonight, we're going to head to Troubadour, which is um, College Park. Tennessee and it's about 45 minutes outside Nashville so it's on the way to my place we'll stay there tonight get moved in play golf it's gonna be great and that's a very cool experience and looking forward to that it's um 
you basically have to buy a lot on the property to get a membership. So, you know, not many, not many people will experience a Discovery Land property. So I like getting to showcase it when I have the opportunity to play. Um, yeah. So wait, explain to me Discovery Land. And this is not for the podcast more so because I've literally never asked you about it. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> Okay. So Mike Meldman, who also... Uh, Started up Casamigos Tequila. Okay. Let me just talk to you about things so that you definitely So that's why you had a golf ball with Casamigos on today, <laughs> That's why. Yes. He just wanted to create an environment that is solely based on fun golf. It is you wear whatever you want. You could wear a bikini, no golf shoes, what, whatever. And there's just a full stocked bar at the little comfort stations, tons of food, so it's a pretty lively experience. Blast the music. They have a huge TV on the range. Obviously, really? Obviously, co- this is new. Oh, really? This is new. College football's on, so they got that TV on the range. That would be so fun on the weekend, too. <laughs> exactly. So I like getting to share some of those experiences on social media with my followers because, you know. That's how people get in the game It's like knowing it's fun. Yes, but also if I'm playing a course where maybe not a lot of people get to play, let me show you what it's like. You, you can, you know, get a feel for it and, you know, then then you learn more and knowledge is power. Absolutely. I definitely wish more courses were like that because I think it would bring more people to the game knowing that, you know, you don't have to wear a collared shirt and stiff pants and uncomfortable shoes and stuff like that. And that's why, I mean, you know, I play Winter Park 9 a lot. Um, yeah. And that's the kind of the same way. It's not as lively, but it's public. You can wear whatever you want. They're very welcoming. And I think that in turn, that gets more people's friends involved or families involved. Um, and so, Sweden should be pretty chill yeah. too. But you have to make a tea time. If you're listening to this and you want to go to Sweden's Cove, make a tea time now for <laughs> a month from now because uh, they book up fast. Yeah, so you know a little bit more about Sweden's than I do. And we learned a little bit today as well. So it's a nine-hole course with two pins on each green. I didn't know that until today. Two pins on each green, and apparently it does get a little funky if you get a bad kick and you end up 30 yards in in the wrong direction. It is what it is. No laying up. They have a house on the course and, and play out there, and so it's a good vibe. Yeah, it'll be fun. And then what was – so it's Peyton Manning's course, I think we learned today, and it used to be a different course, and they redid it to be this one or something? A tale as old as time. <laughs> Course goes under. Someone comes in, scoops it up, uh, makes some adjustments, and they did it right. And that's yeah. exactly the same as Macklemore, though. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's very common. And it's good that these courses aren't going under and just you know staying that way and falling off the map. That you know someone believes in it. Yeah. And when someone believes in a course, they're going to do it right and there's going to be a lot of heart into it. And so you see it at Macklemore. Yeah, absolutely. So where else have you played in Nashville, if anywhere? Well, so I've played very little golf in Nashville and I've hardly spent any time there. However, there is some fantastic golf um, and great public golf courses that I am beyond looking forward to. And I have a list of them thanks to people who have been sending them into me. So I'll try and post those soon too, just so you can go and screenshot and 
have them if you're taking a trip to Nashville. Yeah, I also felt, I felt like I wish we had like two weeks. There were so many courses we wanted to play. And unfortunately, it just, or fortunately, I guess the movers are getting there sooner than we thought. So we kind of had to uh, adjust things there. So, which is good. We'll get you moved in and then play Troubadour and have a good weekend. Fall Um, golf in places where there are seasons is probably the most phenomenal thing I have ever experienced in golf because I just love playing, seeing the trees literally changing colors in front of you. <laughs> yeah. I love that. The the crisp morning and then warming up a little bit, but still having that chill. Yeah, definitely. Even today when there were some kind of look, I mean, it's called Lookout Mountain. There were some lookouts <laughs> um, over like off of cliffs and stuff the trees were starting to turn you can see it out this window right here they're getting a little bit of different color so it's a super awesome time to play golf time of the year especially in places that are not florida still hot in florida still raining every day in case you're wondering so this was a good break in weather as well Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs, use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. So let's talk a little bit about people might follow you and not know your golf history, your golf, I don't know if career is the right word. Cause I always say golf career and I'm like, I didn't really have a golf career, you know, like, <laughs> sure. It feels like a stretch to me when I say it, but I, let's call it that. Tell us a little bit about, you know, your experience in college, growing up, playing golf, grew up in Denver. We start there. Grew up in Denver. I knew since high school that I love television. I love radio. And I learned my freshman year of high school that I also love golf. So um, it's pretty cool that now I've incorporated all of those things uh, to be, you know, the focus of my life. I had my sight set on, you know, all of those things. And, you know, I, I, chose a college. I went to Lewis University based on sort of their broadcasting department, earning a college scholarship, which was very important to me. I'm very goal oriented. So when I picked up golf, I wanted to have, you know, sort of an end goal. And, you know, that made me get good fast. And um, I love playing college golf, except when you're playing in the Midwest and it's 36 <laughs> holes a day and winter comes fast and it stays a long time. So I like that. I graduated um, a year early because those winters, <laughs> I don't want to blame it all on that, but yes. And uh, yeah, then I've been working in golf um you know, after about a year and a half producing news. I love it. You know, it's the people you meet in the golf industry and the fact that 
just like in golf, uh, working in golf TV, no day is the same. So I love that. Yeah, that's what I liked as well. It's interesting. We both came from a news background and kind of made our way back into golf. What did you, what didn't keep you in news? Just your love for golf and wanting to get back to it? I think what it is, is you always want to eat, sleep and breathe what you're talking about. And it was hard doing news in Chicago because I mean, I remember I had just maps of the city up, like taped up on my walls, trying to learn you know, the different areas, the different suburbs, because I didn't grow up there. And when I'm writing the scripts on traffic or whatever, I just have to know it. And so I had a lot of a lot of catch up there. Um, it'd be different if I was working in Denver. And, right. you know, I, I grew up driving those roads, but just a tough learning curve, kind of. Well, I, I put in a lot of effort. Right. And especially when you're talking to the Chicago community, you got to know it. And I just felt like, man, I know golf like the back of my hand. And, you know, when the opportunity came up, that just, you know, it's second nature to me. So, you know, I want to talk about what I know and what what I love. And, you know, it's true. You, you want to love what you do. Absolutely. It's really important because you have to do so much of it. I just had this talk with my friend the other day. It's like, it's not like you're doing some, you know, it's a hobby you do a couple hours a week. It's like you want to love what you're doing because it take you're going on week long, two week long trips and you don't want to be miserable on the road. So it's fun that, that you got to combine all of those things. Let's talk about your favorite golf memory on the course. And then something maybe that you witnessed like a pro golf moment. So one for you. And then, um, a moment in pro golf that you witnessed in person on TV doesn't matter. Just like in your lifetime. Do you have one of yours? And that's why um, yeah, I would say I do. You want me to really? answer first? Yeah, sure. I mean, my my best on-course memory was definitely like the U.S. Open, when I played in the U.S. Open. And then I would say when Tiger won the Tour Championship last year, I was watching it on a super small TV in my friend's apartment, and I literally started crying. It was <gasps> so annoying of me. But like, you know, <laughs> we watched him be so good, so young. And that's kind of, I don't, it's for me who I idolized and then kind of watched him fall off. It was this ebb and flow weird, like thing. And so to see him win again, it was kind of a surreal moment for me. And so that was definitely mine, but I don't know. You've been to a lot more events than me. So I didn't know if anything maybe stood out to you. Was the U S open that you played in at the Broadmoor? No, it was at Black Wolf run in 2012 in Kohler, Wisconsin, where they make a lot of toilets. Beautiful. My (laughs) Kohler family. Amazing. Okay. So my, well, okay. Let me start with, I didn't mean to stump you with that. (laughs) No, no. It's just like, man, I I love thinking back on that because there's so many great memories. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's definitely no negative ones, Yeah. but all right. For my professional one, we'll start there. Um, this is before I started a golf channel, but I will say it was probably the start of the want of me wanting to work at Golf Channel. 2016, 2016 Ryder Cup Hazeltine. I go as a fan and I wake up at 4 a.m. and I get there and I'm front row. And I remember sitting front row and I thought, man, I would love to be down there on the first tee. Mm. And, you know, a year later I start working at Golf Channel. But that that's really what put it in my head was sitting 
you know, in those stands. And it was pretty crazy when during the next Ryder Cup, I'm in Paris at Golf National and I'm on the first tee doing interviews. And I just like, I'll never forget that moment of reflecting back to Hazeltine and, and just seeing, you know, how fast things happen or how quickly life changes. Um, so that was just really cool for me. And then seeing the players come up, like, so Ryder Cup for me is just incredible event because it brings back those memories. So, you That's know, really awesome though. You saw that and you were like, I'm going to make that happen. That's something really admirable. It's the thing yeah. where it's like, you know, see it, believe it, achieve it. Yeah. Now my favorite memory just on the golf course, I brought up the Broadmoor because it must've been the 2011 women's U S open that was Maybe. at Broadmoor, but I come down 18 at the Broadmoor in a tournament and me and my best not the US Open. No. Okay. I was like, not Wait the a US <laughs> Open. This I'm in high school and okay. me and my best friend who's on an opposing team, we're playing together, which is awesome. And it's just the best day. It's, you know, probably around this time too. 18's a great hole, too. It's a great yeah. hole, and we both eagle it. No way. <laughs> and I I don't know. But eagling a hole is so fun. But eagling it with your best friend at the time is just like, oh, we loved it. It was like just topping off an incredible day and an incredible course, you know, just doing something fun. So that always sticks in my head. It's been a while since I've made an eagle. So (laughs) maybe I'm channeling good thoughts. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) manifesting it there. And let's go with a couple more little rapid fire questions here. Wait, wait, I have one for, for the listeners. Okay. Who won the Masters in 2015? This was a trivia question that Sam had for me in the bathroom this morning getting ready because she's got her 2015 Masters hat on. That I stole from my mom. stole from her mom. (laughs) And we'll give you the answer at the end of this podcast. Do not Google it. There you go. I like that. (laughs) I like it. Okay. Who is your favorite male and female pro golfers to watch? And then let's also say to interview. Two different answers for each. It's funny because when I play in pro-ams or something like that, everybody always asks me that. Really? Or or, the, or they want to go right into the negative. Right, like, like who, who is the worst? worst? Right. Which, yeah, I, I don't like answering that question, even if there was someone to give, but there's not somebody Honestly, that, like, everyone is so awesome yeah. on tour. Um, but the players I like to interview are the ones who aren't so serious <laughs> because they want to have a good time. Ian Poulter is so much fun yeah. because he loves social media. He gets it. He wants to, you know, excite his audience and, you know, give them something be interesting. Yeah. Yes. He wants to be an entertainer. And at the end of the day, athletes are entertainers mm-hmm. because we turn on the TV and, you know, we want to be entertained and, you know, intrigued by what's going to happen next. And so Ian Poulter gets the whole scenario of, you know, being the character, being the golfer. And I love that. So he is so much fun actually to watch and to interview, (laughs) but to watch, man, I really love just like a smooth swing. And, you know, I played with Freddie couples and that was incredible because I love watching him play golf. If you would have given me a hundred guesses, I would never have guessed you were going to say Freddie couples. Are you being sarcastic? No, I'm serious. I thought you were going to say, I don't know, like Adam Scott or Gary Woodland or something I, like I, that. You know, I, that's an awesome answer. It, that's it, what I'm saying. Is it odd? I really like watching champions tour <laughs> golf. 
<laughs> they just, I think they, they're relaxed in their head because, you know, they made their money. They're out there playing because they want to, um, you know, not all of them, but not necessarily because they have to. And especially, you know, toward the top, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm not sure Bernard Langer <laughs> has right. to be playing once you've won that many times, but, um, that's an awesome answer. I've never had anybody answer that. They, I like that. Yeah, when you're watching the guys at the top of the Champions Tour, you're seeing players who are so competitive, but they are out there because they want to be. And, you know, they probably learned a thing or two in all of their years of playing. And so I just think there's a lot of experience there and you're watching them play without all of that pressure on their back that maybe, you know, Brooks or Dustin has. Yeah, I think that that's why people like watching the LPGA as well is because it's a little bit more relatable golf. Like we're not going to hit it as far as Bryson or DJ or, you know, Brooks, any of those guys, but we can hit some of the same distances and shots as some of the girls and the champion store guys. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a super good. Those LPGA girls will outdrive yeah, the listeners. No. The- <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. So we're nearing the end here. We got to get on the road to Sweetens to make our tea time that we had to make billions of years ago. Um, let's give them the answer and we will cheers to a happy Friday. Okay. Oddly enough, the, that is actually really weird. I know the <laughs> answer to this question is on the April 2019 edition of golf digest, which is oddly on the coffee table in front of us. Yep. So I don't know why this is on there. Jordan Spieth is your winner. And if you know anything about me, you might have some sour tastes about my Jordan Spieth takes, but I am wearing the hat. I am supportive of our boy either way. Alexandra, thank you so much for sitting here and we can cheers our Diet Coke to a happy Friday. Cheers. Happy cheers. Friday. And have a great time in Nashville. Nice playing today. Happy hour. Enjoy Woo. it. Have a great weekend.